is a Kansas memory, a Kansas State Historical Society podcast featuring glimpses of Kansas history from documents in the Library and Archives collections. Elam Bartholomew first came to Kansas from Illinois in 1874. He homesteaded on Bow Creek in Rooks County. In many ways, Bartholomew was the prototypical settler. He was a farmer, but also taught occasionally at a nearby county school. He and his neighbors traded work as needed and helped each other when someone was ill. Bartholomew was involved in organizing a Sunday school and a church in his neighborhood, as well as literary societies. He was active in the Republican Party and served as clerk of the district court in Stockton. Bartholomew was born in Pennsylvania in 1852. His family moved to Ohio and later Illinois, which is where they were living when he came to Kansas in 1874. However, before heading west, Elam became engaged to Rachel Montgomery on September 7, 1873. Bartholomew returned to Illinois to marry Rachel on June 14, 1876, and they returned to Kansas in September of 1876. Bartholomew kept a daily diary for 60 years, from 1871 through 1934. His diary illustrates the trials and tribulations of settling on the plains, but it also conveys a great sense of community. The entries document the routine of daily life, but they also note important events in his life, such as the birth of his first child. Thursday, May 1st, 1877. With Mrs. Mary C. Jerby, assisted by Mrs. Sarah Privet and Mrs. Mary Messinger, I was presented with the 10-pound son and heir at 5 o'clock this morning, and thus dawns another era in my life history spent the day at chore work in and about the house. The following entries include a birthday and his first anniversary during June of 1877. Saturday, June 9th. Birthday, age 25 years. Made business errands to C.C. Foots and William Wisehart's in the a.m. and spent the p.m. at hoeing potatoes. Monday the 11th. Miscellany in the a.m. and hoeing corn in the p.m. Tuesday, June 12th. Worked for C.C. Foote at hoeing corn. Came home at 5 o'clock p.m. Wednesday, the 13th. Worked at hoeing potatoes until 9 a.m. And the remainder of the day at finishing the milk house, mentioned under date of April 19th and 20th. June 14th, 1877. First wedding anniversary. Having a goodly number of callers and visitors, the entire day was spent in helping to entertain our guests. Friday the 15th. Knocked about at miscellaneous matters. Saturday the 16th. As one of the teacher's examining board, went to Stockton, where I assisted in an examination. Came home at 7.30 p.m. Sunday the 17th. W.E. Foster of Osborne City a Sunday school missionary from the American Sunday School Union of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, came in last evening after having canvassed the neighborhood somewhat and stopped with us for the night. At 10 o'clock a.m., he organized a Sabbath school at our house to be held the same hour each Sabbath. I was chosen superintendent, spent the p.m. in reading and rest. A number of the entries document the sense of community that was being created among the Bartholomew's neighbors. June 26th and 27th. Worked both of these days for neighbor N. Jerby at cradling, raking, and binding rye. 
Mr. Jerby, J.A. Bailey, John Hastings and I expect to exchange work through harvest, meaning three cradles and sufficient additional force to rake, bid, and stack the grain. Saturday, November 24, 1877. Work today for neighbor J.A. Bailey at helping him to build a cattle corral and a corn crib. In the evening attended the first meeting of the Bow Creek Literary Society at the Sailor Schoolhouse, six miles down the creek. Was chosen as editor of the society paper, which will be known as the Ink Slipper. Came home at 11.30 o'clock. December 25, 1877. With wife and baby went up to neighbor J.A. Bailey's, where we had a Christmas dinner and spent the time in social visiting, and returned home at 5.30 p.m. Still later, we attended the Rockport Literary Society and came home at midnight. Saturday, April 6, 1878. Worked for W.J. Hebrew, a half mile south, at helping him dig a well. In the evening, wife and I attended a Blue Ribbon Temperance Meeting at the Rockport Post Office, where we both signed the pledge to abstain from alcoholic liquors as a beverage. Came home at 10 o'clock. Elam's entry for Sunday, October 14, 1877, documents another anniversary. Spent the day in reading and rest. First anniversary of life in our own home. Our living expenses for the 12 months ending today have been as follows for the articles enumerated. Flour, 630 pounds, $17. Cornmeal, 260 pounds, $4. Potatoes, 12 bushel, $4. Pork, 70 pounds, $4.70. Dried fruit, $5.55. Sugar, 30 pounds, $4. Lard, 10 pounds, $1.25. Coffee, 6 pounds, $1.50. Beans, 25 pounds, $1.75. Salt, $1. Tea, $1. Coal oil, 5 gallons, $2.25. Sundries, $4.00 making a total for the year of an even $54, or about $1.04 per week. While most of the diary entries are positive, in September 1878, Bartholomew describes a dispute over land. Mr. Wilson, as noted on the first instance, homesteaded last week, the quarter section adjoining us on the west, the same having been squatted on previously by one J.B. Privet, a miner. A bumblebee's nest was stirred up among that class of nearby citizens of anarchist views who feel that might always precedes right, who met at the residence of the boy's mother, Mrs. S.A. Privet, and called Mr. Wilson onto the carpet for the purpose of forcing him to relinquish his claim to the land. With Mr. Wilson, I went to the Privet place, and after a long and somewhat acrimonious wrangle, Mr. Wilson agreed to transfer his papers to other land, no threats of positive violence being made, and thus the disgraceful fiasco ended. Several entries reflect the threat from prairie fires. Sunday, April 21, 1877. A prairie fire from the south, being the order of the day until 1 p.m., 
The time until then was spent in fighting the same with many others, about two miles east of here. Monday, October 14, 1878. Got ready again this morning to commence our small grain threshing, when a rather fierce prairie fire came in from the northwest. So we all were compelled to let the threshing stand and go fight fire, which we did until noon, when we got it under control. In the p.m. started the threshing machine, but broke a tumbling shaft knuckle about three o'clock, which put us out of business for the rest of the day. The majority of the entries, however, describe daily activities and interaction with neighbors for work and play. These entries from early December 1878 give further glimpses into the Bartholomew's daily life. Thursday the 5th and Friday the 6th. Worked these two days at plastering with mortar made from native lime and sand, the melon dug out, but did not complete the job. Saturday the 7th. Miscellaneous work in the a.m. And in the p.m., put a willow and sod roof on the dugout built last summer for W.J. Hebrew. Sabbath the 8th. Owing to the inclemency of the weather, spent the day at home in reading and rest. Monday the 9th. Tuesday the 10th. Wednesday the 11th. Worked each of these three days for neighbor J.M. Mellon at Quarrying Rock, about one and a half miles southeast of here, on a tract of rough, unclaimed government land in Section 11. Friday the 13th. A severe snowstorm being the order of the entire day, the time was spent assisting Rachel at papering a portion of the house. Saturday the 14th. Spent the day as yesterday, about 4.30 p.m., neighbor D.A. Duff of Down the Creek three miles drove in and requested that we all bundle up and go down with him to pass the night with his folks. So we were soon in his big sled and away we went for the night. These excerpts are from just two years of Elam Bartholomew's diaries. His entries provide vivid descriptions of everyday life and the challenges faced by those settling in western Kansas. The experiences of the Bartholomew family are similar to those of many other families. Bartholomew, however, was also an extraordinary Kansan because he became a well-known botanist. Because of his scientific expertise, he received an honorary Master's of Science from Kansas State University in 1898 and an honorary Doctor of Science for the same institution in 1927, even though he had never attended college. His obituary in a Hayes newspaper indicated that he collected over 290,000 specimens, and identified 470 species of fungi. His articles on rust flora were published by the Kansas Academy of Science, and he published a book on his specialty titled Handbook of North American Nuretta Nalis in 1928. In 1929, he moved to Hayes, Kansas, and served as the curator of the Mycological Museum at Fort Hayes, Kansas State College. He died in 1934 at the age of 82. This has been a Kansas Memory, a Kansas Historical Society podcast. The documents used in this podcast are part of Kansas Memory, a virtual repository of primary sources from the Historical Society collections. The URL for the website is www.kansasmemory.org.